0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor Isaac, and you are about to watch a sermon from our new series, Once Upon a Time. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus would always share what it's like to be a member of the Kingdom of God through what we know as parables. And uh, we want to be able to have these sermons be able to articulate the Gospel in a powerful way through the parables of Jesus. And we know every single week people from uh, the YouTube family or from our church family are being blessed by these sermons. And if uh, you're being blessed by this particular sermon, I encourage you, leave a comment, write something in the caption below. uh, Or also you could give financially to our church so that we could get these sermons out and be able to reach more people uh, for the glory of God. Uh, And you could do so on the link provided below. Thank you so much. God bless and enjoy the sermon. Um, We are in part two of this new series called Once Upon a Time. It's about the parables of Jesus. This is also the series that we're going to be studying in our life group starting this week. If you haven't signed up for a life group, get plugged in. Uh, And we're going to all be studying the same thing, really uh, learning the the creativity that Jesus had to share the gospel. I love stories. I love movies. And and I love the fact that Jesus brought uh, stories and, and was able to creatively Uh, share the gospel through that. And that's why at this church, we love to tell stories. Pastor Isaac loves to tell stories. Um, And we're going to go this morning to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. Uh, Last week, we looked at the parable of the sower. And this week, we're going to look at the famous story, probably the most famous story Jesus ever told, uh, the story of the good Samaritan. Any good Samaritans in here this morning? No, just evil people, bad Samaritans here this morning. Uh, Well, we're going to learn about the good Samaritan. Here we go, verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law, in one translation, says, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, Jesus said, what is written in the law, and how do you read it? I love Jesus answers a question with a question trying to get his real intent and so the man answered and said "Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself Jesus said you have answered correctly do this and you will inherit eternal life but he wanted to justify himself so he asked Jesus and who is my neighbor and Jesus replied once upon a time There was a man going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to walk by the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him and passed on the other side, but a Samaritan as he traveled where came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him, had compassion on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring his oil and wine, and he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and said to take care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, look after him, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any expenses you may have. Which one of these three, Jesus said, do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. The expert lawyer replied, the one who had mercy on him. And then Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence, Lord. I pray, Father, that this story will speak into our hearts, that we will find ourselves in this story, that we will leave here better. We will leave here more in love with you, more uh, able to embrace the grace that you want to bestow upon us, Lord. And and I pray, Father, that we will be able to take this story out into the world, Lord, and not just read it, but live it. We thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody says? Amen. Amen. Uh, Anybody like to drive out there? Anybody like to just go for a good drive? Car people? Any guys? Any car guys out there? A couple car guys? I, I tend to, I like cars. Um, I like driving cars, but I have been told by numerous people that I drive with that I am not a good driver. I am actually a very scary person to drive with. Uh, When I'm alone, I'm a great driver. When I'm by myself, fantastic. You put one other human in that car with me, and I am what they call, and we preached about this last week, a distracted driver. Why? Because I I like to talk. I don't know why. When someone's in the car, I like to talk with them. I feel very awkward being in the car with somebody uh, other than my wife and not talk to them. I feel obligated to have a conversation with a person in my car. And I was always taught when you have a conversation with somebody, you what? You make eye contact. I want to engage while while we're driving. I want to I want to look into your heart and and, and so uh, I, I am I am very scary to drive with. I am uh, uh, not somebody you want to be in the car with or on the road with. Um, just, just, just being honest. And, and uh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, that many times I, I forget to look down and see where I am with the gas tank. Uh, anyone ever, ever, ever been there? And, and you know, like, I need to get gas, but then you, you drive home on fumes, and then you forget to write yourself a Post-it note, get gas, and, 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 and then suddenly you get back in the car and you realize that, that oh, my God, now I'm late for the appointment. I got to go get gas now. They're going to kill me. Uh, and, and so whenever you pull up to the gas station, I'm usually the one, I'm, I'm late for an appointment. I got to fill up and get gas. And, and, and one thing that I, I used to always screw up, as I pull up to get gas, and the, the, the very nice gentleman at the gas station will be like, hey, bro, moron, your gas tank is on the other side. Anyone ever made that mistake before? Uh, or or you're, you're pulling up, and then you forget which, which side is it on. Is it on the left side or the right side? You've only been driving that car for, for five years now and, and you're still contemplating uh, you know, which side it's on. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, I was with my wife uh, and, and I, I suddenly, I, I had this brain fart. This happened like a couple years ago. And uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forget what side the, 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 the gas tank is on. And Diamond gave me this incredible epiphany. She gave me this knowledge that I never knew uh, existed in humanity, in, in the auto industry. Uh, but, but she said, uh, Isaac, somebody told me that on every car... There is an arrow that shows you which side the gas tank is on. Anybody know about this arrow? Some of you, you're, you're getting insight. We're changing lives already here at Shore Christian Church. You had no idea. That, that, that arrow shows you, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the greatest day of my life. I, I, I never have to be confused. I know now when I go to get gas that that gas tank is on the starboard side whatever that is, and, and it was there the, the whole time. Say the whole time. And my dumb self thought I had to figure that out on my own. Any whenever you discover something that was there the whole time, and you never knew that it existed, you never knew that it was that easy. I went decades of my life of driving and not knowing that. I feel so So often for us, there are things in our life that are so obvious right there, but they almost seem so simple, too simple. It can't be that easy. It can't be uh, that, that simple. We have to overcomplicate some things. And, and at one time, it was all about Jesus. At one time, it, it was so simple. But you go through some things in life, and we begin to overcomplicate some things. Uh, I, I've learned that it is a lot simpler than I like to make it out. Uh, recently... I uh, was playing a game with my kids. Uh, They're pastor's kids. I'm a third generation uh, pastor's kid. And now my kids are fourth generation pastor's kids. Pray for us. (laughs) Someone say, that's amazing. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, pastor's kids, we have issues. Uh, and, and so I, I thought it would be important for my kids to know Bible. Know the Bible. You're going to be a pastor's kid. You better be the first person in children's church to raise their hand when they tell you who parted the Red Sea. You know, or, or, or say like, like, like this, you know, Sandy, you know the Bible. Like, like how many of each animal did Moses take on the ark? Two. No, that's not right. N- Moses didn't have an ark. It was Noah. All right, we got to work on that, Sandy. You're an elder. You've just been demoted. We're gonna have to send you back into training for that one. Uh, it gets them every time. I love it every time. And, and, so, and, and so and so, we, I, I'm like, our right, kids, we we got to work on this. And so uh, we, uh, we're, we're, I'm, I'm teaching the kids, you know. Uh, and I, I I go to Lily the other day. I'm like, all right, Lily, uh, who killed Goliath? And Lily's so cute. She said, looked at me and she said, Jesus? I was like, not the answer I was looking for, but technically you're right. Judah, who parted the Red Sea? And Judah's like, I'm just going to go with what, Jesus? It's like, dang it, they're right again. You know, we were in the, uh, the Next Steps class on Sunday, and, and I asked a question, and someone, you know, uh, 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 said, said, like, real timidly, Jesus? I was like, that's right! Jesus! When you're in church, if you don't know the answer to something, just say Jesus, because, because it's a lot simpler then we make it seem because uh, when, when you look at the Bible, it, it says, uh, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and through him all things were created. Nothing was created without him, and then John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth, Jesus Christ. So so it, it, it's so simple, and yet we overcomplicate things so often, and, and we suddenly, uh, we've been around for a little while, and we make it more about us than we do about Jesus. It's more about my goodness and what I can produce and, and how I could be a good Samaritan, and somehow when we put the onus on us, we fall short, and what happens is we're full of shame and guilt and we're stressed out and we're confused because we think it's about us Jesus it's not complicated turn to the person next to you and say it's not complicated and we read stories like the good Samaritan and we make it about us and we see this this great passage of scripture it says verse 25 on one occasion an expert of the law a lawyer stood up and wanted to know what's this about how do i gain eternal life and jesus said all right what what do you think what's written in the law and and so this man knew the law the, the the book of leviticus which has the the mosaic law in it uh says that that you are to uh love your neighbor as yourself when they talk about neighbor talking about people in your community Talking about people in your sect and your religion, those are your neighbors. And so he answers and says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And, and Jesus says, Okay, that's good. Go do that. And, and the, 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 the lawyer, being a good lawyer, uh, wants to try and just make sure we're on the same page. Jesus, let me just make sure we're on the same page because uh, what's your definition of neighbor? Okay we're talking about like like the good people that the, the, the good jewish people like me my, my neighbors like that, that that's what my definition of neighbor is but but Jesus why don't you break it down who is my neighbor he says and then Jesus says once upon a time I wanna tell you a story to tell you about who I am who your neighbor is he says that there was a man who was traveling and he was traveling, a Jewish man from Jerusalem to Jericho, and I could see in my mind as Jesus is telling this story, everyone is engaged, looking just like you guys are all looking at me, engaged. What is he going to say? There was this traveler, and he was traveling alone on a dangerous road, and as he was traveling, he fell amongst thieves and robbers, and and the people of this day, this was a relative story because they knew this road. They knew this journey, that this was a dangerous journey for anyone to take on their own. And, and a lot of people were, were robbed and beaten on this journey. And so Jesus is telling a relative story to the culture that he was sharing with. And, and so I could see that they're engaged. Oh, yeah, I know, I know that, that road. That's a dangerous road. And Jesus said, yeah, there's a man. He was traveling, and he was beaten, and they, they, they robbed him, and he was left for dead. And people were like, oh, my God what happened then jesus says a priest came thank god a pastor came I, I mean because they're the good guys pastors are the good guys say amen, say amen. that's right pat we're, we're the good guys father isaac came by and father isaac I'm just throw myself in the story under the bus oh thank god if anybody's gonna help this man who's beaten and broken a priest will they're the good guys, and Jesus just throws them all off and says, and the priest, as he walked by, saw him and just kept on down the road. What? How could he? He knows the law. He knows that he's supposed to love his neighbor. Na- like, how could he? But, but, but the story goes on, and, and then Jesus says, but then, right after, a Levite came this was a relative term because a levite in that day was was known as someone who had a lot of influence in that day they were they were a good person they were the ones that made policies uh, in that day they were the ones that that wore the nice suits they were the ones that had everything all together they were an image of uh, of status and success and of course this this levite is going to stop and help this man they they know morality they're they're one of the good guys they they pay their taxes and they 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 they, they follow all the laws they're good people this levite it's going to stop. Thank God the Levite came by, and, and the Levite comes, and Jesus says he just keeps walking. What? Oh, my God. What's going to happen? I know i got to go to work, but i got to finish that you ever, you ever be watching a movie, and you know you got responsibilities, but you're just so engaged, and nothing matters except finding out how this ends. I can see that that's the story people are gathering. What's going to happen to this man? And then Jesus says, but then a Samaritan comes. Ha! Ah! Not a Samaritan. This, like, culturally was like the arch enemies of the Jews. They hated the Samaritans. This was, this was, this was racial. This was bigotry. This was, this was bad. The, the Samaritans are bad, but we don't like them. We don't associate. They're unclean. They're unworthy. And, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the people are probably like, you just lost me right there, Jesus. Yeah, what did the Samaritan do? And it says that the Samaritan walked by the one that nobody expected to stop, the one that they deemed and rejected, stops and has compassion on this man and he takes out bandages and he pours oil and, and wine on the, on the wounds and he steps off of his donkey and puts the man on on it and, and takes him to an inn and, and gives them money to take care of this man. And, and as Jesus is telling this story, uh, I'm sure that he just completely lost this Jewish audience, that they couldn't believe this twist, this turn that Jesus is sharing in this story. And to make matters even worse, Jesus now asked them the question, asked this lawyer the question, and there's only one answer. He asked the lawyer, which one of these men is the neighbor? And he says, the one that showed mercy on him. That's my neighbor. And when we hear this story, we say, I can't do that. We talked about it in our staff meeting. I said, who's been a good Samaritan all the time? Not a hand went up. Because I, I have trouble, just, just being honest, I have trouble loving the people that love me. And Jesus, you want me to love my enemies? You want me to, to bless those that persecute me? You want me to turn the other cheek? That's your standard? That's impossible. I have trouble loving my own kids at certain moments in life. And you want me to love those who hate me? I I, I can't. I can't do that. I'm getting frustrated even here trying to love people whose cell phones go off in church, even though it's country song. I like that song. I like that song. I like country. That's okay. You know? Tony, Tony's phone goes off, it's like Snoop Dogg, drop it like you're hot. We don't have that in the house of God. Country we allow. And, and, and so these men and women that Jesus is telling the story to are, are, are completely awestruck. How could anybody be a good Samaritan? I, I mean, it's an election year coming up, and you want me to bless those that, that, that I hate? Are you kidding me? I can't. Do that. Anyone ever read the Bible and say those words? I I mean, Jesus, your standard is way out of my reach. I'm just trying to to love my family, pay my bills, chase my dreams, and and, and not commit a felony. And and, and if I do that, I'm in good shape. And you are raising this standard to a whole nother level. And, And see what we did right there? All of a sudden, we make that story about the good Samaritan about us, when in fact, Jesus is saying, that story is not about you at all. That story is about me. That story is about the fact that I am the good Samaritan. I am the one that can do what you cannot do on your own and and so we we so often change the words and make it about us and when we make it about us suddenly it is a burden suddenly it is crippling but when we put the neon sign on Jesus and say my life is a gift to you Jesus everything that I do points to you Jesus I can't do this on my own suddenly suddenly that's when the peace can come on us and realize that the good Samaritan in this story is not me, but it's Jesus. Listen to this story one more time with, with new eyes, with new ears. It says that there was a traveler coming. Who's that traveler? The Bible says that we are strangers in a foreign place. That we are. This is not our home. We are travelers here. We are in the meantime right now. We are all going from one place to another. This is just a pit stop for us. We are all travelers, and, and, and if, if you've been around a little bit, you realize that on this journey you get beaten and you get robbed, that on this journey that there are thieves and robbers that come to try and strip you, come to try and beat you down, and on this journey there are many times where you will be left half dead, where you may be alive on the outside, but you are dead spiritually on the inside and you are that traveler I am that traveler and every single one of us at one point or another we are gonna be on the side of the road beaten and bruised and bloodied looking for a savior looking for someone to be able to get us up above our own limitations and be able to help us in our greatest moment of need and and so often we look for love in all the wrong places in that time we just look for anyone and anyone to to save us to help us but there is only one a lot of us we look for the priest to save us maybe maybe the priest the law that maybe that's what could save me is if i'm a I'm a good person and I follow the ten Commandments and and I'm better than most people suddenly is my goodness that's going to be able to rescue me from my broken state but the law just keeps walking that priest just keeps walking if you think your goodness is going to save you you are in for a rude awakening because that priest just kept on walking jesus is telling him the law can't save you can't do it pass you right by then a levite came Levi represents a man of status, a man that has influence, a man that has success, a woman who, who has everything that, that the world says you need to have. And if you think that that is going to save you, if you think that that is going to rescue you from your broken state, from your heart condition, you are so wrong. Because that leva, it will walk right by you. It will love you and it will leave you. It will promise heaven but deliver hell in your life. And when you are alone and you have invested all of your energy in thinking that that is going to save your broken that that is going to give you peace when you put your head on the pillow. you are so wrong. And the Levite just walks right on by. Success can't save you. It'll leave you more broken than you were before. and you'll hurt a lot of people on the way up the ladder. And then Jesus says, "Then a good Samaritan came by. Samaritans were rejected by the Jews. The Samaritans were were rejected by man. Jesus is saying, I've been rejected by my own people. The Bible says that he was the chief cornerstone rejected by man but chosen by God. Jesus is saying, this is me. I am the good Samaritan. And when everything else walks and passes you by, I am the one who has compassion on you. And I love the fact that the man didn't get up and walk to the good Samaritan, but the good Samaritan walked right to the man and had compassion on the man and didn't ask him Questions. How did you get here? How did you get hurt? Is it your fault or is it somebody else's fault? Are you the reason why you got robbed because you robbed somebody else? No, the Good Samaritan, no questions asked. I'm here for you. God sent me to you. And when he saw him, he picked him up and he put oil on his wounds and he gave him new wine to be able to clean himself. And he got down from his donkey. I'm sorry. I just love reading the Bible and seeing Jesus in everything. And and he got down off of his donkey and put him where he was. Jesus is telling us a story that this is me, I am the one who got down from my heavenly throne and came down to a broken humanity and I took you and what your punishment should have been and I placed you in heavenly places where I belong. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And this God Samaritan, this God man, takes this broken traveler, puts him on his donkey. And I thought that would be a great place to end the story. I mean, it's all there. Isn't that good? They ride off into the sunset. But there's a reason why we didn't all get raptured up to heaven when Jesus came out of the tomb 2,000 years ago. And... This is what I never saw in this story before. So powerful. Because it says when the good Samaritan put him on his donkey, he took him to the inn. And brought him to the inn and told the innkeeper, this is, listen to the words of Jesus. It says they put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn to take care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper and said look after him and he said when I return say when I return there's gonna come a day where Jesus is gonna return finally and wipe away every tear and take away every hurt and every pain from us that day will come I'm coming back that's what he says when I return I will reimburse you for any expenses you may have and and I, I love the fact that he took him to the inn. The title of this sermon is Welcome to the Inn. Because when I read that story, I realize that what, what Jesus is, is painting is this beautiful picture of, of what he does and how he lifts people up and, and takes them to the inn. And, and what the inn in this story represents is, is Shore Christian Church. What this inn represents is the church of God, that, that we are the place where, where Jesus takes these, these broken, hurting people and says, take care of them. Don't ask questions. I, I love that. That's why we, we have a slogan at Short Christian Church. All are welcome because we represent the inn. We take care of those broken lives, those broken people that Jesus brings, that Jesus rescues. That is our job. That is our priority. That is our prerogative. Welcome to the inn. And people like, like, like who's excited to be in the inn? What? What I love about everyone in the inn is we all got here the same way. <laughs> On the donkey that Jesus rode in on, I we that that's why like like I know some of you you're new to church and you're like this church is crazy people like like get excited and 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 the pastor wears wears a jean jacket and not not a collar like like like, like people clap their hands and smile people actually look like they're happy to be here that's because we were once that half dead broken person on the side of the road but Jesus came and brought us here and so I'm excited. I, I don't deserve it, but I rejoice in it. Welcome to the end. And that's why I can't think of myself any better than you. I can't look down on anybody in this church because we all got here the same way. No questions asked. That's why we don't have a question how you come in here. Do you believe in Jesus? If you don't, that's cool. That's cool, because you're here anyway. Welcome to the inn. You're going to find love, and you're going to find people that, that will accept you and love you, and, and you, just, you just be open. Because that good Samaritan is going to get in your heart and he'll change you. And he'll he'll, he'll be able to break apart that that hardness inside of you and, 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 and take all those broken pieces. You may think you're Humpty Dumpty and you had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put you back together again. But King Jesus can put you back together again and give you a new start and a new life. Welcome to the end. And I, I, I close with this. Man, I like this sermon. I think I might preach this sermon every week here at Shore Christian Church. This is, I like this one. It says, he took out two denarii, gave it to the innkeeper and said, look after him. When I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense. I want you to know God sees everything that you've done not one of your good deeds, not one of your acts of generosity has escaped the eye of Christ. He will pay you back and then some. Give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I'm not doing good for no reason. God sees it and God will repay me, whether in this life or in another life, I will be reimbursed. And so what I'm going to do while I'm down here is I'm going to give it all. I'm going to sow all. I'm going to say, God, my life is a gift to you. I don't deserve to be in this inn. I deserve to be on the side of the road half dead with everybody walking past me, but you stopped for me because you saw value in me. You saw potential in me. You saw a son or daughter of the Most High, and you stopped, and you came after me. You died for me. You took my place, and you brought me here for a reason and for a purpose, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be your innkeeper. I'm going to take care of those who come to this inn. I'm going to love those, even though I don't see eye to eye with them on every. Everything that's okay love your neighbor as yourself I'm gonna be the good Samaritan for somebody else and even when I fall short I know I could point him to Jesus and say I'm not perfect but he is let's be that church that is consumed with care and compassion for all of God's creation can we love everybody everywhere can you love everybody everywhere Not on your own, but Jesus can. Jesus can give you the strength. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your presence here this morning, God. God, I thank you that you are our good Samaritan. That when so many others have walked by us, ignored us, rejected us, That wasn't just a rejection, but that was a redirection to you, Father. I pray this morning that we will embrace our good Samaritan, that, that we will be able to embrace the love that you have for us, Lord God. That's not about our goodness and, and our, our status and how much better we are than Somebody else, no. We all got to this in the same way, God. There's someone in here this morning and you feel like, like you're that traveler. Jesus sees you and he sees you with eyes of grace. Whether the reason you're broken and hurting is because of your own stupid decisions, it usually is. And even though maybe it was our fault, Jesus doesn't judge us. He doesn't ask us questions. The Bible says that his forgiveness comes, no questions asked. You don't have to write an apology letter. You don't have to give God a, a, a whole monologue on, on why you did it and why you messed up. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I need a second chance. Jesus, I need your forgiveness to encapsulate my life. And in that moment, the Bible says that every sin, every shortcoming is cast into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is to the west. And that you are restored, you are justified, you are forgiven. Because Jesus got down off of his throne and took your place. God treated his son, the way you should have been treated so he could treat you the way his son should be treated what an amazing grace how do you receive this this new life you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is lord as a church let's just say this prayer together and I believe there's, there's some people this morning that are saying this prayer and it's, it's a real confession that, that you fell off, you backslid, you, you messed up and you've been hurt and broken on the side of the road and today is your day. Just say with me, dear Jesus, I thank you for forgiveness that you died on a cross for me that you forgave me. You took my place and my punishment so I could have a new life full of joy, full of peace, full of excitement. I thank you that I am a new creation through your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Give the Lord... A big hand clap if you would.